Hello again, this is Daniel J. Hogan, and welcome to the Magic of Airy podcast, brought to you by MagicOfAerie.com. In our last episode, Steve was told by the Oracle Geo that he had to travel to the port town of Tull, and eventually make it to a place called Dragon's Well. Geo told Steve that he must find the Sword of Zah, the only weapon that can defeat the Hawk King. And just as Geo finished, Uth, the last human village, was invaded by the Hawk King himself, along with many of his fierce Hawken warriors. And now, the next fantastic episode of The Magic of Aerie. The Magic of Aerie. The podcast, written and produced by Daniel J. Hogan, based on the novel *The Magic of Airy* by Daniel J. Hogan. To learn more about the novel, please visit magicofairy.com or danieljhogan.com. And remember, Harry is spelled E-Y-R-I. Episode number twenty: Burn. Steve and his friends exited Geo's ramshackle house and discreetly made their way to the middle of Uth, the last human village. Hawken troops swarmed the skies, commanded by an enraged Fiak Ra. Hawken warriors were shooting flaming arrows into random buildings, while Swanton troops were on the ground rounding up villagers. Steve got his first look at the Hawk King. He was even more terrifying in person than in the vision in Istrio's magic orb. Fiakra hovered in the air above the village, flapping the huge wings on his back. Zeroth snuck up behind Steve. We have a problem. They have taken control of the three bridges. We're stuck. Era moved up alongside the pair. Can we swim to the shore? No, we'd be spotted from the air. Not to mention the swamp trolls. Added Uncle Shameless. <sighs> yes, the swamp trolls. The Hawk King watched from the air as his troops raided Uth and searched every shack and shanty for the boy. A Hawken officer flew up to Fiak Ra. No sign of him yet, Highness. Keep searching, Wing Commander. It is a small island. But perhaps you could use some assistance. Fiak Ra pointed his spear straight up and repeated the wicked words he had spoken at the mouth of Zu. <laughs> Seconds later, horrible screeches cut through a cluster of dark clouds above the village. Two fiery shapes burst out of the clouds in an explosion of flame and smoke. The screeches became louder and louder as the two fiery shapes blasted through the air at high speed toward the Hawk King. Steve and the others looked up and watched as the twin fiery shapes flew at blazing speed towards the Hawk King, only to stop in midair near him. They looked like birds, but unlike the bird people of Airy, the two creatures looked like normal winged birds Steve hadn't been accustomed to back in Michigan. But then, they were not like regular birds either. These creatures were gigantic bird skeletons. Bright, burning flames danced around their charred black bones. Flames dressed the creature's massive, featherless wings. 
Crimson flames spewed from eye sockets carved out of coal-black skulls. The feet were armed with vicious, curved talons. The creature's screams pierced the air and sent chills down Steve's spine. We're in trouble, Zeroth said as he looked up at the burning creatures, his voice cold and serious. Big trouble. (gasps) Oh no! What are those creatures? Uh, they ain't pigeons. Zeroth did not answer. He kept looking at Fiak Ra as he ordered the creatures to search for the boy. Steve pulled on Zeroth's arm a moment later. Hey! Snap out of it! What are those? Zeroth shook his head to clear his thoughts. Those are Pyrex, also known as Children of Zoo, or Minions of Quar- Let's keep this to a one-name minimum, please? Steve interrupted, wondering if everything in Aerie had to have at least three names. They dwell deep inside the statue of Zoo on top of the Hawk King's castle. Oh yeah, that big burst. Statue, added Uncle Shameless. Man, it was ugly. I don't mean the art museum ugly. I mean ugly, ugly. Fiakra controls them with the Spear of Zoo, and they exit the statue from the mouth of Zoo. Zoo certainly likes hearing his name a lot. Shush! If the Hawk King brought them here, then you must be more important than I thought. He's using him to search for us. Whatever they see, he sees as well. We have to hide. Steve did not understand how a pair of giant bird skeletons could find them any more quickly than several dozen sharp-sighted hawk warriors. What do you mean, see? They don't even have eyes! As Steve had finished his observation about the Pyrex, One of the fiery creatures spotted the companions from high above and started screeching. Fiakra, seeing what the Pyrex saw, ordered troops over to Steve and his friend's hiding place without hesitation. The giant flaming Pyrex swooped down and buzzed over the group. The heat from its body washed over them and set several tree branches on fire. Run! Zeroth shouted as he took out his swordfish and gave it a squeeze. Steve reluctantly did the same as he helped Hera to her feet. Uncle Shameless took several long swigs from his bottomless wineskin and brought up the rear. Hawken began dropping out of the sky around the companions, and several Swanton warriors ran from the surrounding trees. The Hawken hovered in the air, jabbing at Zeroth with spears, which he expertly deflected with his swordfish. A large swanton ran an era, only to be blindsided by a fast punch from Uncle Shameless. Steve looked up at a hovering hawk and warrior, and then looked down at his swordfish. Forget this! The boy yelled as he broke into a run and looked for a hiding spot. The hawk and warrior buzzed overhead and prepared to hurl his nasty-looking spear at Steve. Uncle Shameless, spotting the attacking hawken, darted through the melee towards his nephew. Aided by the magical effects of the elder cherry wine, Uncle Shameless jumped high into the air and grabbed the hawken by the legs. Surprised by the extra weight, the birdman fell to the ground. Keep your dang dirty claws off my nephew. Uncle Shameless hollered as he swung the hawken by the legs and let go at the right time to send the brute crashing into a pack of approaching swanton. In the sky above them, 
Fiacrag grew tired of waiting and signaled for the Pyrex to intervene. The two fiery beasts swooped down, one landed in front of the companions, and the other behind. Steve once again felt the heat pouring off their bodies as the Pyrex landed with a ground-shaking thud. One Pyrex shrieked its ugly cry, and shot a stream of fire from its mouth at Zeroth, knocking the swordfish from his hand. Zeroth hunched over in pain and signaled Steve to throw down his swordfish. The second Pyrex approached Steve and studied him with its hollow eye sockets. Steve stared at the dancing flames and the cavernous blackened skull. The Pyrex hissed at Steve and started to shepherd him towards the rest of the group. Every step the Pyrex took on its burning talons left smoking scorch marks on the ground. Uncle Shameless charged at one of the Pyrex, refusing the hand over Steve without a fight. The beast swatted at him with its white-hot talons. (laughs) knocking Uncle Shameless to the ground and leaving deep burning scratches in his breastplate. The group found themselves surrounded on all sides by Fiacra's warriors and the two Pyrex. Steve and his companions stood back to back, forming a circle. You are listening to the Magic of Airy podcast, a free audiobook podcast by Daniel J. Hogan. Copies of the original novel can be purchased through magicofairy.com and amazon.com. You can also download a PDF of the entire novel for only $3.75. Visit magicofairy.com for more details. And remember, Airy is spelled E-Y-R-I. Fiacra descended to the ground with such force that the ground shook even harder than when the Pyrex had landed. The Hawk King towered over all his warriors and dwarfed even the tall Swanton foot soldiers. His massive wingspan of brown and black feathers cast an unnatural shadow over the group, blanketing them in darkness. Unlike his warriors, Fiacra wore no armor. The Hawk King was bare-chested, clothed in only a loincloth decorated with the symbol of Zu, which reached down to his ankles. Fiacra's gnarled muscles were like pythons under his flesh. Steve looked into the Hawk King's fire-filled eyes. The burning eyes stared intently at the young boy and at his blue hair and amulet. Through the Hawk King's left eye ran a scar. Steve remembered the scar from his dreams, a scar given the Fiacra by Donal with the magical sword of Za. The Hawk King held the blazing spear of Zu valiantly above him and spoke, At last, we have found the boy. Why does everyone have to call me that? Fiacra flashed a wicked smile. I see you are brave enough to speak to your conqueror in such a tone. Amusing. Now, who do you have with you? The treacherous hunter, I assume. Zeroth froze, finally realizing at that moment that he had broken his contract with the Hawk King by aiding Steve. He cursed under his breath. Zerot knew that if a formal hunter complaint form, stroke TB, treachery betrayal, had been filed, he would have even bigger problems than the Hawk King. Cam, you better be right about this boy. Silence! Fiacra commanded as he slammed the butt of his spear into the ground. Turn and face your king. Zero turned toward the Hawk King, secretly wondering if he could talk Fiacra out of filing a formal complaint against him. Fiacra's fire-filled eyes widened, and he broke into a deep, throaty laugh. <laughs> Zero, I have wondered over the years what became of you. 
I would have never expected to find you with this rabble, considering you came from such high stock. Confusion gripped Zeroth. He had never met the Hawk King until this moment. He was certain of it. Does he ever shut up? Why does everyone around you have to be so melodramatic and wordy? Eager to die, are you? Fiakra replied, turning his attention away from the confused Zeroth. Very well. Allow me to grant your request. Fiakra waved a hand at the hovering Hawken warriors. They pulled back on the curved bows, aiming for Steve and the rest of the group. Fiakra waved his hand again, and a cloud of arrows blackened the sky. For a single heartbeat, the sound of flying arrows filled the companion's ears. Steve had his eyes closed and hoped for the arrows to miss. He felt the feathers from an arrow's shaft brush his arm. Then he felt nothing at all. The sounds of the village filled their ears again as Steve began to breathe once more. The boy slowly opened his eyes, expecting to see arrows sticking into him and everyone else. Instead, all of the arrows were sticking into the ground near their feet. Not a single arrow out of the several dozen fired had struck them. Muttering broke out within the hovering ranks of the Hawken, as they tried to determine how they had missed. Several warriors looked over their bows, expecting a problem, only to find them in perfect working order. Uh, I never knew the afterlife would be so muddy, Uncle Shameless said from a mud puddle on the ground. Steve poked him in the ribs with a foot. Get up! You're not dead! Uncle Shameless slowly stood up. As he did, he noticed an arrow outline of his body on the ground. Hey! Is my head really that big? What happened? There is no way they could have all missed. Hawking are expert archers. Unless... Zeroth pointed to Steve's blue hair and amulet, which was glowing with a faint blue light. Fiakra roared and ordered one of his Hawken officers to fire a shot directly at Steve. With expert skill, the Hawken aimed his curved bow at Steve and let the shot fly. The heinous arrow flew fast and true, but the amulet's blue light shined again. The arrow altered its course and struck into the ground. It's your doohickey! Excuse me? I think he means your amulet. At least I hope so. It must be protecting us. How can a piece of ugly jewelry do that? Zeroth began to answer, and Steve held up a hand. Let me guess. Magic? Probably. Uh, magic or not, I'm just glad I don't got any more holes in my body. Fiakra's rage increased as the blue light from the blue hair and amulet faded. He signaled to the two pyrics. Let us fight magic with magic. <gasps> oh no. Eris said as the Pyrex lined up on either side of Fiacra. Even though Steve thought magic was silly, he secretly hoped the amulet would stop a few burns as the Pyrex opened their blackened beaks and shot twin streams of fire. The Pyrex fire breath cut through the air like flaming lances towards the companions. As a large blue sphere appeared around Steve and the others, and the fire split around the party, protected from the deadly attack. The semi-transparent blue sphere protecting the heroes faded away. 
Even more confused muttering broke out among Fiakra's troops. Fiakra hurled the spear of Zu at the group, its burning tip leaving a trail of flame as it flew towards its target. Steve saw the spear coming towards him and thought about how badly he wanted to get away. He did not care where he went, he just wanted to disappear and leave Uth the last human village. The Hawken and the Swanton troops watched in amazement as the group vanished in a flash of blue light just when the spear of Zoo was only inches away from its target. The mighty spear struck the ground, burying itself in the deep, dark, cold mud. Fiakra's eyes burned with anger, yet he did not yell. He stayed calm, but it was an eerie calm. No one made Fiakra look like a fool in front of his troops and lived. The Hawk King unclenched a fist in the direction of the Spear of Zoo. The spear turned into a ball of fire and flew back to Fiakra. After splashing into his hand, the fireball reformed into the Spear of Zoo. Fiakra cast a sideways glance to the waiting Pyrex. Destroy the village. Fiakra flapped his large wings and sped back to Ark's Venator along with his royal guard. The two Pyrex took to the sky and began raining fire down on the unlucky inhabitants of Uth, the last human village. This concludes today's episode of The Magic of Airy. Make sure to join us again next time. Where did Steve and his friends end up? Is Steve safe? Will anyone survive the destruction of Uth, the last human village? Find out in the next exciting episode of The Magic of Airy. The copyright day of this episode was February 6, 2010. Help support this free podcast by using the PayPal donate button on the website, or purchase a copy of the novel through Amazon or Lulu.com. For more details, visit magicavary.com. The Magic of Airy, the podcast. Written and produced by Daniel J. Hogan. This podcast was produced in GarageBand and Audacity on a Mac. Some sound effects and music are provided by freesound.org. Other sound effects and music provided by GarageBand. For more information or to buy a copy of the original novel, please visit magicofairy.com or danieljhogan.com. And remember, Airy is spelled E-Y-R-I. And as always, thanks for listening.